We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of Talking Halos. I am your host today, Jared Timms, and I am joined alongside my co-host, my partner in crime tonight, Nate Green. Nate, how you doing? Doing great, Jared. How are you? I am not doing too bad. Got the broom out because the Angels swept. The Royals, I know it's not a huge accomplishment, but as we've talked about before, this Royals team is very, very dangerous and a very good team. And we saw it this weekend on the offensive side of things. I felt like they were always in games, but... It just didn't seem like the pitching competed with the Angels, and that's a weird thing to say, being that the pitching hasn't been the best for the Angels, has it? No, not at all, but uh, they, they showed up this series, they, they caught the Royals at a good time. They definitely did. So the Angels will head to Arizona after an off day today, as you're listening to this podcast. We're recording this the night before, so if you hear us say tonight, that's why. I'm sure you guys already know that, but Angels have an off day today, a day to recuperate. We'll actually talk... We'll talk about prospects. I'm going to unveil my top 30 list, top 35 list, really. Uh, tomorrow, I guess me and Nate will go over that and you know talk some minor league prospects just to give you guys a heads up. But let's first talk about, I don't know, do you have any questions that you want to bring up? Let's talk about Max Stassi. Let's start this podcast off with a little Max Stassi talk because we just went into huge details, big depth into looking up Max Stassi's defensive catching stats, per se. And Nate, how important is Max Stassi to this team? I think he's extremely important. Um, I think he makes our pitchers better, which is crazy to say because we have not pitched that well. But um, the numbers really back it up. When he is behind the dish, uh, our ERA is about two runs less than when Kurt Suzuki is behind the plate. So uh, I, I know he's a really good pitch framer. Um, I think he calls a really good game. The only thing that I think he lacks is uh, blocking. I don't think he blocks as well as some of the other elite catchers defensively, but uh, yeah, he's very, very important for the Angels. Yeah, I agree. I think we win over, as best as we can, games that Max Stassi played a 
decent role in. So catching six or more innings in a game, or started per se, and didn't catch the whole game, but started. And I think we said he is eleven and six or eleven and five. Eleven and six. Eleven and five. So he's eleven. The Angels are eleven and five in games that Max Stassi catches in, and he also has a three point nine five ERA headed into last night's game. As we're looking this up, I don't have a we don't have a updated ERA for Stassi, but with only one run given up, and it might have been an unearned run. I'm I'm trying to remember how they scored. It might not have been, but a three point nine five ERA for anybody is really good for a catcher. That's even better. I know he's only played in 18 games and we're going to see it fluctuate a little bit but man yeah Max Stassi has been really kind of the key to the Angels pitching staff right now and it's been a lot of fun but at what point do you say Max Stassi this is your staff Kurt Suzuki you're no longer Shohei Otani's catcher because I think Otani and Suzuki have a have a pretty good relationship and I think we've seen that as Shohei Otani's been one of the best pitchers in baseball but is there ever 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 a chance do you think that Suzuki isn't an angel this year yeah absolutely I think uh, you could easily see a contender maybe like the Yankees or someone like that who who maybe are frustrated with the way their catchers have performed Um, or maybe there's an injury for I think the Atlanta Braves are looking for a catcher with um, uh, Jarno out for no the year, correct? I, yeah, I think I think for the year. So I'm sure they would be, and I'm sure actually. Then if Darno's out for the year, it wouldn't surprise me if the Braves have already called the Angels about Stassi. And I mean, we'll get to that in a second. But continue with what you're saying, or even Kurt Suzuki. So, uh, but the but the biggest thing for the Angels, I think, is Max Stassi's. You have to remember, he's still coming off the hip injury uh, as a catcher. That's one of the biggest injuries. Uh, biggest red flags for you to be able to catch every single day. And I think that's why they had Taylor Ward catching. I think that's why they had Matt Thijs catching in AAA uh, because they need a lot of depth because we really are shallow at the catching position. And if you are to trade Kurt Suzuki, I don't know who next man up is. Is it Anthony Bamboom? We've seen he struggled offensively in the big leagues. Um, what do you do at the catching position if you trade Kurt Suzuki? Because I don't think you can count on Max Stassi catching six games a week. I don't see too many catchers catching six games a week anyway. Like You're probably counting on one hand the amount of catchers who catch six days a week. So um, you got to have a serviceable backup. I, and I I agree with that. I I think Ben Boom is a very good defensive catcher. I, I, I mean, at what point do you say, man, I don't really care about it. A catcher's bad. I want the catcher to do, you know, the job description, which is catch and and maintain the bullpen well. So, yeah, I I, I think there is some worrisome stuff there. But if you look at depth, I mean, the Angels aren't horrible at depth. Is the depth very good? Well, that's debatable. But I, I mean, Butera's down there. Francisco Arcia is still down there. We just talked about Anthony Bimboom is down there. Thice Ward can catch in a pinch. I don't think you you really start them all that much. And if you want to go down into double A, I, I really like Anthony Mulrine. I've been able to watch him catch. I watched him catch most of Detmer's start, and he is actually really interesting defensively and probably someone that most 
people have never heard of. But yeah, keep an eye on Anthony Moore. And I, I really like him defensively. And and at some point, if he works his way to AAA, it, it could be really interesting to see what he does with major league pitching per se, if that makes sense. I mean, because you're seeing more major league pitching in AAA, and see how he can control that. And actually, kind of one interesting thing I, I want to point out: people are probably like Nate, Matt, Kurt Suzuki's not getting anything on the trade market. Now, I, I don't necessarily believe that because, yes, Kurt Suzuki hasn't performed on the field, but I think where we see it a lot of the times is off the field, or where we don't see it is off the field. I think Kurt Suzuki is a, a fantastic leader in the clubhouse, and I think that it's a piece that you really kind of need on, on a playoff team. If, if that sounds, does that sound weird at all, Nate? Like, you need Kurt Suzuki on a playoff team, but look at how many times Kurt Suzuki's been on a playoff team in his career. I mean, even dating back to, like, Oakland, he went to the playoffs quite a few times, if, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he, he went to Washington. I think he won a World Series in Washington. Atlanta, I mean, everywhere he's gone, postseason has followed. So I'm, it, it, it might sound weird looking at his stats, but I, I think that that's, like, Kurt Suzuki's a piece like a lot of playoff teams are like, dang, I, I kind of want that. It's not going to yep. fetch a pretty penny, but teams want that for sure. Yeah, and he he's very well respected in in the game of baseball. Uh, he's he's known as a very good offensive catcher. I know we haven't seen that this year um, as much as we would like to, but um, yeah, that's something where the team like the Braves or maybe the Yankees or, you know, there's, there's gotta be a team out there who's like, man, we need a catcher and we don't really want to give up much because either we don't have a lot to give up or we're going to use our prospects to go get a pitcher or whatever it is. So I think you can get Kurt Suzuki for a player to be named later, cash consideration. And if you're the Braves, like that's a win-win for you. Like if you have to give up cash to get Kurt Suzuki and he hits better than, whatever they're running out there right now, or if you're the Yankees and you have to do that with Gary Sanchez and Higashioko, I mean, why not? Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with it. And since we're on trades, I'll, I'll ask us this one last question before we get on to the rest of this podcast. If the right trade comes along, do you do you entertain trading Stassi? It, it depends. I, I mean... we talked. We just <laughs> talked about the depth. The Angels don't have a lot of depth there, and if people think that the Angels want to contend soon, I, I, it's it's tough to go away from Stassi. I, I think Stassi fetches a, a a really good prospect, and as weird as that sounds, however, you look at down the road, there's a chance that the automatic strike zone comes into play, and I don't know if Max Stassi is that valuable with automatic with an automatic strike zone. Yeah, it's definitely something you look into, but. The question becomes, who's going to play catcher this year? Uh, so are you getting a young catcher in return that it's like, hey, let's just start this guy and see if he's good enough? Uh, instead of putting Kurt Suzuki back there behind the dish every day, because I don't think that serves the Angels any purpose. I think if you're going to trade Max Stassi, you got to have a young guy that you're going to play every day and just find out, like, is this going to be a guy for us, or are we going to have to go in the free agent market this offseason and get a guy? So it's it's something that you definitely have to uh, to look into, though. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I know I said it on Twitter the night before, or a couple of days ago, that you know you you have to look at extending Stassi, and then 
you know, I, I had to be restrained in a sense a little bit and to myself thinking like, man, this guy's been hurt. Do you kind of sell high with Stassi? I know that the catching's there, but I mean, he he could fetch something fairly good. And I, and I don't mean fetch as in like a, in a dog, but like, you know, like they, they could be a good prospect coming back in return for Max Stassi in a time where, you know, do you, when does the automatic strike zone come into play? And Max Stassi isn't going to hit like he's been hitting the past couple of games and the injury bug has been there with him and he hasn't been the healthiest of catchers but it just also feels like the catchers sometimes age like a nice wine or or a cheese (laughs) and you know it becomes better with age and it's I don't know it's kind of interesting so that's definitely something to look at as we roll forward closer to the trade deadline because that's I mean right around the corner when you think about it I mean granted it's probably closer a month and a half away but it's, I mean, trades are going to start happening here real, real soon, and and you know teams are already calling about some some of these Angels players, and I know we'll get into trade deadline talk eventually, but now is not the time because I think the Angels are still up in the air. I, I don't think they're sellers, I don't think they're buyers, and I really don't kind of want to get into this. So, guys, as always, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this podcast, for all the support you've given us, and continuing to give us ideas for everything you know that we come up with here at Talking Halos. If you want to go follow us, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look us up at Talking Halos. It's, you know, a lot of fun. Like I said last night, I'm going to give Brock another shout out. Go follow Brock on 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 what's it called? I think Twitch. I'm I'm not a I'm not a big Twitch guy, but I think we're going to start playing some some baseball on there, some MLB the show. So if you guys have MLB the show, you know, follow Brock and, you know, you might see me on there. I might have to play against one of you guys. I suck at it, but you know, I, I might be pretty good with Shohei Otani. I actually haven't played the show. Do you play the show, Nate? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't I don't play video games that much anymore. I, I wish I did, but I got into backyard baseball recently. My brother, I had my brother download backyard baseball on the PC, and I've been crushing that with Pablo Sanchez. Oh, uh, yeah. The goat. The goat. So back on to what I was saying, though. Sorry, I got off track there. Thank you guys so much for listening. Guys, and give us one second to pay the bills. Hey everyone, before we start, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is a perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive cover art, personalized, Q&As of Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, We'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and you name all the other ones. You got them. Okay? The best part is you can get all of this for only 15 bucks a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports podcasting experience. Acceptance in the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com forward slash join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more. That's bwhustle.com slash join. All right, guys, enough with all the introductions and all that fun stuff. I know we're halfway through with this podcast, but let's get this show rolling a little bit more and talk about this fantastic Angels sweep. Nate, we said it last night. We'll say it again. The Angels won on Monday. They won last night. They won again. The Angels are officially now on a winning streak. The Angels are actually red hot right now. I'd say probably one of the hotter teams in baseball. Now, I believe two games under 500 with the going to Arizona. Shohei Otani is going to pitch on Friday, the day after the off day. And man, the ball flies out in Arizona. And Shohei Otani is going to hit some 
absolute tanks. I think we also will see Patrick Sandoval and Alex Cobb. Uh, so who gets the most hits this series? Shohei Otani, Patrick Sandoval, or Alex Cobb? Because they're all going to get pretty close to the same amount of at-bats. I know that Shohei Otani is going to get a pinch hit. But before we talk about the Royal Series, who gets the most hits in this next series between the three of them? I know Shohei Otani's got to be the favorite, but I don't know. Yeah, no, it's definitely Otani. Uh, I, I could easily see Otani playing right field one of these games, too. Um, and I know you said he'll probably pinch it, but I could see him starting in right field on Sunday because, like we said, our, our offensive depth and our outfield depth is very we're, – we're just very – we don't have a lot of depth. So I could see it. I, I, I could see it, too, for an inning or two. I don't think he starts a game there, unfortunately. I wish I, – I, I do wish we saw him start a game there, but I just don't think it's – it's going to happen yet. I don't think it's that important yet, if that you know makes sense. But back onto the Kansas City series, Angels swept that series, gave up a total of five runs. The Angels pitching staff gave up five runs in a series. The Kansas City Royals just kind of met a met a hot team at the moment, and and you gotta hope as Angels fans that it continues over to Arizona. So Nate, have you ever been to Diamondback Stadium by chance? No. Really? Uh, You've never been there this summer. Oh, beautiful stadium. That's It's one of my favorite stadiums to go never to. Never been inside. Oh. I've been like to the stadium, never been inside. It's uh, The first thing I'm going to tell you, this is this is how I feel too. You walk in, you're like, wow, this is bigger than you expect. It is a big stadium. I'm going to let you know. It's like a football stadium in there. It is. It's huge. Um, suggest if anybody's listening to this and is going to this series, get the, the, um, the churro dog. Delicious. It's, it's a... It's a churro stuck in between two, uh, two donuts with ice cream on top and whipped cream. If you're trying to kill your diet, that's definitely definitely a way to go. And, and it, like I said, fantastic stadium. I love I love the Diamondback Stadium. It's it's great. But looking forward at the Angels' schedule, three against the Diamondbacks who haven't been great. Then they go to Oakland. They come back home play the Tigers for four who haven't been great. And then the Giants again who are. Honestly, one of the best teams in baseball. Finish it off with the Rays and the Yankees before the All-Star break, I believe. And, man, Nate, do by the end of June, are they above 500, below 500? I'm not going to give you the option to be at 500 because that's a cop-out answer. So are they above 500 or below 500? They'll be at 500 after did, I, this. They'll be above 500 after this weekend. This next week or so, okay. but they will end June under 500. I don't know, man. I think they're going to be above 500 at the end of June. Oakland, you got to play San Francisco again. You got to play at Tampa Bay and New York. It's not fun. At some point, though, San Francisco is going to drop off the table. Yeah, it, it won't be until after the trade deadline because that's how they roll. That's true, but I, I don't know. They're they're looking good right now. It's it's a very scary team. So. Nate, anything else with the, the that you noticed with the Kansas City series or that you want to talk about with the Diamondback series? I know there's not a lot to talk about, but we'd see Shohei Otani pitch, which is going to be a lot of fun, and, and we got to see the Angels just sweep a series. So anything that you noticed, want to talk about a lot? Well, I did just read that Rendon took BP left-handed mm-hmm. uh, before the game today, and, or before the game yesterday on Wednesday, and he did hit a double at two RBIs, so... Hopefully it helps get his swing back to the way it was because we desperately need him. Yeah, and honestly, in the month of June, Rendon has been hitting 
better. He's not been Anthony Rendon, but he's been hitting better in the in the month of June. And and I don't know what it is with guys and slow starts in Anaheim, but it's always been that way, it feels like. I mean, even looking at someone like Albert Pujols when he was younger, Josh Hamilton started off slow when he was after he was signed. Rendon started off slow last year. Rendon starting off slow again this year. Justin Upton has started off slow when he first came. So I don't know what it is with the water in Anaheim, but there is something there about starting slow. And it's kind of interesting that he, you know, was batting left-handed. I've heard of pitchers trying to get out of funks by by hitting, but I've never heard of, I guess it makes sense, you know, to bat lefty to try to kind of get out of a funk, kind of that slump buster type of mentality, which is kind of cool. And, you know, I think it would kind of be interesting to see if at some point he uses Mike Trout's bat. Like, I just, you know, like one of those things where it's like, man, I'm super, very superstitious, and I just want to go up there and with the best bat possible that's going to get me a hit that has a lot of hits in it, and, you know, or maybe use the hottest bat. Like, maybe use Max Stassi's bat right now. That might get you going. <laughs> so, I don't know. Batting lefties in BP is very interesting, though, but let's get on to some minor league talk so we can let everybody go. Tonight, the Rocket City Trash Pandas won again. 10 to 9, they improved to 15 and 16 on the season. Orlando Martinez is red hot. I think I tweeted this out, but expect him to get promoted to AAA eventually, possibly a fourth outfielder next season to some degree. Uh, Abondel Isabel hit another home run. The big guy hitting absolute tanks. Denny Brady pitch didn't pitch all that well, but you know. He's coming off an injury as well. Connor Higgins got the save, his fourth of the season. Pitched one inning, did not give any hits, and give up any runs, should I say. He gave up one hit. And he is another guy that's very interesting as well. Could see him in AAA before we know it. Or, I mean, since he's in AA right now, that's an interesting spot that he might get called up. Nate, I know we've talked about this before. I know you don't know much about Connor Higgins, but, man, big lefty, big power fastball, one of the best sliders in the organization. I think at some point you got to think about bringing up a lefty like that, don't you? I don't know. I, I think you can. I think you can get away with not having a lefty in your bullpen, especially with the three better minimum. So I, I don't know if it's like a necessity, unless it, 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 it's not a necessity. But if he is better than what we are running out there, I'm all for it. Yeah, you know, it, it, it's interesting. I'm, I'm going to tell you that. So I'm, I'm hoping at some point that we see we see him get the call. And, you know, I, I really like Connor Higgins. It's, it's an interesting piece to have at the major league level. So down to high A, Tri-City, where they lost 10-2. to two. Not too much to talk about on the offensive side of things. Defensively, Brent Kellum made his high A debut. Didn't get out of the first inning. Gave up four hits on five. Earned with one strikeout in his high A debut. Luis Alavardo came in. Through three and a third of three-hit baseball, gave up no runs. Unfortunately, it just was not enough. And then, friend of the show, Tyler Smith actually pitched as well. Two innings, gave up one hit on one run, which was a home run, and struck out two. Having a little bit of a slow start there, but I know he'll get it turned around eventually. And back down all the way to low A Inland Empire, they won 8-2. to two. That team's kind of getting a, a little bit hot. Deshaun Knowles, I believe, had a home run his first of the season Jeremiah Jackson who's been red hot of late had a double actually he went three for five with a double his seventh of the year and then Braxton Martinez continues to just absolutely crush it down there the indie ball sign is now batting 318 with a 1.090 OP 
FPS. So, Nate, any final thoughts before we let everybody go? Just looking forward to this weekend. Um, exciting to see the Angels get a chance to uh, to play a team who's been struggling lately. So, hopefully we can take advantage of that and uh, get over 500. Yep, I'm with that. I hope that the Angels, you know, take the college approach and say, hey, you know, no matter what team you play, they're a dangerous team. They can win games at any point. We saw that this weekend with the Angels. An offense or a defense or a pitching staff can get very hot whenever. And, you know, that's where the Angels are right now. They're they're a hot team going in to face not a hot team. So I, I, I hope that we continue to see it. So predictions for this series ahead. Actually, let's not do predictions. We'll talk about predictions tomorrow. It's late. We've been talking for 20 minutes. We'll let everybody go now. So, guys, you can follow myself on Twitter at Jared underscore Tims. You can follow Nate at NateGreen34. Don't forget to follow us on all of our social medias on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Just look us up, Talking Halos. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening to it. And, guys, have a great rest of your day. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.